What is up, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of Surfing the Stream, where every week we are on a quest to find out what is the greatest movie of all time. I am Matt Primo, and today we are continuing our Alien in Review series with Aliens vs. Predator Requiem. We have done the original uh, quadrilogy, and then we've done the, the first AVP movie, and now we're moving on to the sequel. And then after this, we have two more movies left in this series. And I gotta say, this series has been kind of a letdown so far. Uh, other than the first two movies, everything has been kind of been kind of crappy up till now. And I'm, I'm excited to see Alien Covenant uh, here in a couple weeks because I've never seen it. And I'm also excited to revisit Prometheus. So I'm really, really hoping these last two movies uh, past this point really kind of hit Hit a home run for this series cause and, and save it. Because this is almost like Underworld where I just did not enjoy the series at, at all. So today is Aliens vs. Predator 2 Requiem. So we're going to be jumping into that in just a second. Before we do that, if you like what we're doing here, you can go to patreon.com slash 2game. That is the number 2. Supporting us at any of those tiers gets you access to a bunch of different podcasts that the public doesn't get. It's just Patreon-exclusive content, and you get everything early. Uh, I've mentioned it on the podcast before, but like this series right now, it's one week behind what Patreon. So if you want access to that content earlier, you will get you know a one-week benefit, basically. And then you also become a producer of Surfing the Stream, the two-game podcast, and our other exclusive content as well. You basically get to pick what you want to listen to. And, I mean, what's better than that? So, patreon.com slash two game. Now, it is July. Today is July 2nd that I am recording this. That means we are officially underway with war movies in review throughout the entire month of July. My brother Josh and I will be reviewing nothing but war movies uh, every single week. And then, at the end of the month, we'll be dropping our top ten favorite war movies of all time episode and here's the list of the movies that we're going to be reviewing this month that are sh- that are for the public. Uh, the Patriot, which will be released on July 4th. So you've already been able to listen to that up to this point. Because, like I said, you're, you're a week behind. Uh, Saving Private Ryan, Lone Survivor, and Braveheart are all for the public. Those are the reviews that we're going to be doing for this month. And then Patreon-exclusive content includes Full Metal Jacket Review and Enemy at the Gates. So if you're a Patreon supporter, you get access to those other two reviews. Uh, but yeah, I'm super excited to start this this genre series. I've been itching to watch some war movies. And I mean, up to this point, I haven't really watched anything that has just blown me away other than The Patriot. But, you know, I've, I've seen that a, a million times. So I already knew how good that was. Now, that's enough of that. We're not here to talk about war movies. We're here to review the next movie in our Alien in Review series, Aliens vs. Predator Requiem. So let's jump into it. So this is a direct sequel to the to the first movie. It's about a warring alien and predator races descending on a Colorado town where unsuspecting residents must band together for any chance of survival. This movie is directed by the Strauss brothers, Colin and Greg. They've mainly done music videos and special effects on other on other uh, movies. So this is their first like big-time movie that they've directed. Uh, it had a budget of $40 million, and it grossed worldwide $130.3 million. I mean, that's not too bad. It stars Stephen Pasquale, 
Rako Islesworth and John Ortiz. It has a runtime of one hour and 34 minutes. And this movie was released on December 25th, 2007. Jumping into the fun facts, this is the first movie that we've seen a scene from the home planet of the Predators. After the controversial decision to release AVP-1 with a PG-13 rating, it was decided early on to have this movie be rated R because, quote-unquote, it's what the fans wanted. This is the only alien film in the franchise that does not feature any eggs that hatch into facehuggers. It is the shortest film in both Alien and Predator franchises. And last but not least, what I've already said, this is a direct continuation of the first AVP. Both take place in 2004. And, I mean, this takes place as soon as the original ends, this takes place. Because in the the original, you know, at the very end, the alien pops out of the Predator's stomach. And that's exactly where we start off in this movie. It shows that scene one more time, and then it's the the rest of the film after that. Now let's jump into my review for AVP Requiem. I don't I don't know guys. I I feel like I could legit just copy and paste my review for the original AVP and just put it right here cuz it's basically the exact same. I mean, yes, I might enjoy this one a little bit more than the than the original, but it's by a hair. Like it's not much to even compare the two. It they both have bad writing, bad dialogue, bad acting. It's just it's pretty bad, actually. The I have to say the acting in this is probably worse than the original. The writing and the dialogue, it's probably better in this movie, but it's not by much. Again, I, I don't feel like I'm rolling my eyes constantly in this movie where I was in the first movie. You guys know in, in the first movie, one of my biggest complaints was people would just randomly say like Predator and Alien lore like they knew, and they could read hieroglyphics like like reading a newspaper. Whereas in this movie, it's just stupid characters saying stupid things. I mean, it, it's it's a little bit different and it's a little bit better in this movie, but it's not by much. Like not by much at all. The the costumes look terrible in this movie. I absolutely hate the costumes in this movie. The the set design, the the setting, I don't mind the setting. You get some scenes in the forest, in sewers, and in the town, and a bunch of different locations in this. So I actually don't mind the settings of this. It's actually, I mean, it doesn't look as more horror, quote-unquote, as the original, where, you know, that one was in Antarctica. So it's it's already had this built-in suspense and terror just being out in the cold in the wilderness. Whereas this one, you know, it feels a little bit more familiar, but I don't mind the settings that that they chose. It, nothing turned me off as far as as far as that went. But the costumes, it looked like a twelve year old came up with them. Like, hey, what do you think a person like this would wear? It, you know, if you were to make a movie, and they gave you the idea, and that's basically what they went with. Like the the character Jessie in this movie, she's dressed like I feel like I I don't know I don't know if they're in high school or that they're in college or whatever. They don't even really ever say. But, I mean, they go back to a school. So, I assume they're in their teens. She dresses like she's, like, 13 or 14. Like, she just, like, they don't match. They just don't, they just don't go together, in my opinion. So, that's what I'm getting at when I say it feels like a 12-year-old designed a majority of the costumes. And then I have two more big complaints about this movie. Two complaints that really just dragged this movie back down. And if they had fixed it just a little bit, 
Uh, this movie might actually be one of the better Alien or Predator movies. So I'll start with the first one. This movie is so damn dark, it's hard to tell what's going on when they're in the sewers and when it's at night. It's just, it's awful how much you cannot see what's going on. You know, there is a way to film dark scenes with it, you know, without you, with, with you being able to see what's going on. It, so I don't understand what the issue is at. Apparently, there was a bunch of complaints about the original, about how it wasn't dark, it was too bright, and stuff like that. So they made it even darker in this movie, and apparently they just can't get it right because I could not see anything. The only thing that I could see on my screen a uh, majority of the time when it was dark were the subtitles. So that should tell you something. Now, granted... A little disclaimer, I was watching this on my phone, you know, I work on an ambulance, so I was watching it on the ambulance, and it was bright outside, so I mean, that does have a little something to do with it, but even in the shade, I still could not see anything, it was it was super dark, which made the action scenes look kind of chaotic, it was a bunch of close-ups, uh, quick shots of the alien, like they barely set uh, the camera still long enough to see the alien. Yeah, you got you got the idea of what the pred alien looks like, but they never hung on the shot long enough for you to get a detailed look look at it. So, the action sequences are a little rough cuz a lot of them a lot of the action sequences are at night. So, you can't see them. Eh, you know, you see what I'm saying here? Now, the action sequences in this from what I could see were 100 times better than anything in the original. Like, I felt like this was an Aliens versus Predator movie. It felt like a war between two different species, whereas the other one, it felt like it was the Aliens versus everybody, and, you know, they joined forces, and really it was just about stopping one big old alien. I mean, that's really what it was. This one, it feels like there's alien after alien after alien, and it's the Predator doing it himself, and it's just the humans getting caught in the crossfire. That is one thing that I do appreciate about this movie. And it was one of the complaints that I had about the first movie. Was this is an alien versus predator movie. I don't want to see a human joining forces with a predator. Or a human picking sides and then going against the other species. You know, uh, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. There's none of that crap in this movie. Which I really, really appreciate. And that helps me elevate this movie just a little bit past the first movie. Because again, this is an alien versus predator movie. This is not an alien versus predators and humans movie. Or aliens and humans versus predator. It's not one of those, okay? So, I do appreciate that little change up. That they did correct that. Is there more horror element in this movie? Yes. I mean, kind of. They get some more music. It's a little bit more dramatic, more tense than the first one. Which I also appreciate. Because I think at the heart of both the Alien and Predator franchise is the fact that, you know, they're horror. Yes, the Predator is more action nowadays, and it's more horror action than it is anything. Yes. Alien. It's always been sort of, you know, that horror aspect. And they went they kind of dived into this this cheesy horror over the last couple movies that I've been watching. But at the heart of them, they're both horror franchises so I feel like they should be having that just a little bit in these movies and you get a sense of that but it's nothing that would make you call this a horror movie 
And the last big thing that really holds this movie back for me, all the characters suck. They are, like, not likable at all. Now, again, I said this in the first reviews. I mean, I'm telling you guys, I could legit just copy and paste this review to this one. I said in the original review that I feel like they didn't give us enough Alien vs. Predator. Yeah, the first hour was set up, and then the last little bit was the Alien versus Predator fight. And it was just them killing humans and whatnot. It just... It, it was terrible. The pacing was off in that movie. The pacing is off in this movie as well. I kept checking my time. I'm like, bruh, I gotta be like close to the end of this movie, right? No, there's like 30 minutes left. Jesus Christ. So the pacing was off on this, but I like how they kind of... I don't, I don't know if they could have done it any better, but they did weave in the action through the story. It wasn't just like we got an hour of setup and then the last 30, 40 minutes is Alien vs. Predator stuff. It it was kind of, you know, woven into the story a little bit better, but the pacing was still off uh, somehow. Maybe, maybe, I don't know, maybe they should have done it like the original because I said the pacing was somewhat decent in the original. So, I don't know. But back to my original comment about the characters not being likable. I don't really care about any of these characters. They don't do a good job of making you like them. In fact, a lot of these characters are just, like, why would you even be friends with these people? Like, like they are just crappy people. I don't know why there are people friends with any of them. So I'm a, I got a little, little bit of a list about some of the dumb things that these characters have done that make them not likable. And we're going to run through them real quick. So old pizza boy Ricky is at this house, uh, Jesse's house, and he's dropping off some pizzas, and there's these douchebags in her house, okay? It's her boyfriend and some other friends. And apparently they don't like each other, and this dude, the, the boyfriend, beats up Ricky in the yard. And, you know, Jesse's just standing out there like, oh my god, don't hit him. And then she just, after, you know, he, he gets his butt whooped, she just walks back inside with, with the ex-boyfriend. No, with the boyfriend, excuse me. And then, like, I'm telling you, like, maybe 10, 15 minutes later... She's talking to Ricky. She meets up with him, and she's like, I'm so sorry about what he did to you. And, like, do you want to meet at the pool and, like, have, like, a really good time? And Ricky is all like, of course I will, you know? Like, it doesn't make any sense. She just watched you get your butt whooped. And she went back with him. She went back inside with the guy that just whooped your butt. And now you want to be with said girl? Makes no sense. Uh, originally, I thought maybe she was tricking him, and she was just going to lead him into the pool area, and the ex-boyfriend was just going to, you know, beat him up again. Uh, kind of happened that way. I mean, they met him at the pool, but, it, you know, she didn't ambush him or anything like that. She supposedly really cared about him. And then, the main cop, I think that's uh, the 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 actor is John Ortiz. He's in this movie, and he is like one of the worst cops ever. He shows no emotion for anything. He's just straight monotone for the entire movie. So they're walking through this forest, the woods, looking for the boy, the little boy that got uh, killed at the beginning of the movie, and the father. And the mother is there, and he's like, oh, let's shut it down. It's, you know, it's late at night. And he tells the mother that they're done for the night, right? And they're done looking for the kid. Like, he tells them, he tells the mother this, so nonchalant, like he doesn't even care. I'm just saying, in real life, 
you would show a little bit of more emotion if you were searching for a kid in the woods that you knew was lost or could possibly be in danger. You know, yeah, will we shut it down for the night? I, I, I understand that, but he showed, like, no emotion whatsoever. I don't care. I don't see why any of these people would like this dude and why they would even work for him because he sounds like a big old jerk. And then another thing about this John Ortiz cop dude, they're in the diner, and the the waitress comes up to them, and she's like, hey, so-and-so didn't come home last night. And the cop is like, well, that's not unusual because he was really pushing himself hard last night. Like, again, showed no emotion. Didn't care at all that, you know, one of the people that he works with is just missing all of a sudden. Didn't care to, like, radio it in and try to figure out where he's at. Nothing like that. Just, oh, uh, he'll, he'll come home. He comes home always. It's just really, really weird. And then the same diner girl is leaving the diner. She's walking out of the back of the kitchen, and she's talking to Richie, and he falls, breaks a bunch of plates, and he screams. So her reaction is to walk to the back. Nonchalant, no care in the world, like... If I heard someone fall or break a bunch of plates and then scream, I would, you know, have a little bit of pep in my step a little bit, be concerned. And then she just walks back there and the alien's back there. And it's like, dude, come on, man. Like, they're, they're, none of these characters are, like, they, they don't even care about the other characters. So why should we care about them? It makes no sense. And then one last thing. The military mother is all like, I'll live when asked how she's doing, when she meets up with the the rest of the crew, you know, when we finally get the convergence of all these characters in one area, you know, because it seems a little dis, a little disconnected throughout the entire movie. You're like, how are, why are we getting like bits and pieces of each of these characters? I mean, they're not really, they're not with each other. So why should we care about them? Well, eventually they do join up, and military mom, who just watched her husband get mauled by an alien. And this other dude asks, how are you holding up? And she's like, I'll live. You'll live? You you and your daughter legit just saw your husband get trampled by an alien. And he's he's gone, okay? He dead. DRT. Dead right there. So your reaction is to just say, I'll live? Like, she shows no emotion for the loss of her husband. It, it, It baffles me how much these characters do not care for the other characters in this movie. The brothers are the only ones that care for one another. And really, it's just the main brother, the the guy Dallas. He is like the only one that actually cares for his brother. His brother shows a little bit of care, but really the only thing he cares about is you know his hot new girlfriend. That's the only thing that he cares about in this movie. So it's kind of like, one note doesn't, doesn't I mean it's it's stupidity so I'm just saying it, it's it baffles me that none of these characters care for each other and when the characters don't care for each other why should we and that's one of my biggest complaints about the entire movie so I, I know I'm not really saying much positive about the movie I did say the action sequences are better I do like the fact that it feels more like a alien versus predator movie rather than you know, what we got in the original, which is alien versus predator and human. You know, the, the humans were actually just caught in the crossfire, and they weren't joining one side or the other. 
Now, the nuke stuff, uh, I mean, kind of dumb at the end. I, I, I feel like I wish that the, the Predator would have done something to you know get rid of all the aliens, and it wasn't the humans that just destroyed them all, but that's a little nitpick, okay? A little nitpick. Uh, but other than that, I like I said, I do like this movie just a tad bit more. It was a, a little bit more entertaining than the first one, and I just did not roll my eyes as much in this one compared to the other, and that's kind of where I stand with this review. Uh, overall, I gave this movie two stars, so I mean, up to this point, only two movies have gotten above two stars, if I'm not mistaken, so we're not doing too hot on this uh, on this review series. So, two stars, I think this movie is skippable. You know, I actually, originally, I think in the first review that I did, I said I had never seen Requiem before, but I got like halfway through this movie, and I'm like, oh no, I've seen this before. I've, I've seen this pool scene. So I have seen this movie before, and that's how forgettable this movie is. I, had it, I couldn't even remember that I've seen it before. So two stars, I think you need to skip it. It is not worth the money to rent it, to buy it, nothing like that. Uh, if you're a fan of the Alien or Predator franchise, I don't think this is... I don't even think this is something even worth watching, really. Uh, even if you're a fan of both series, this is not going to add anything to the series. It's not going to make your life any better, I promise you. Uh, it's not so bad it's good. It's just, eh, eh. It's a below-average film. Uh, it's got a lot of issues. Uh, I mean, it can be entertaining at times and then a real drag at, at other times. So, two stars, skip it. And that is going to conclude my review for Aliens versus Predator Requiem. Up next... Prometheus. I am so excited to watch this movie. I, I've i seen it a few times, and each time that I see it, it gets better. Uh, so I'm really interested to dive into that movie fresh off the heels of Aliens 1 through 4, and the well, I'm, not, I'm not even going to count these AVP movies. It, it's going to be interesting to watch that movie finally after watching the quadrilogy, because I've never seen Prometheus I mean, I've seen Prometheus, but I've never seen Alien 3 and 4. So it'll be interesting to see Prometheus and how it connects to the first four movies and how it feels in comparison to those. So it'll be super interesting, ready to watch it. And then obviously, I've never seen Alien Covenant, so it'd be nice to finally see that and get that under my belt. But that's going to conclude my review for AVP Requiem. Uh, let me know if you like it, if you don't like it. Uh, let me know your opinion. Give us a comment on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram. And if you don't mind, share our episodes. Get us out there. We would greatly appreciate it. And uh, other than that, I will catch you all next time on another episode.